0: Hey friends, you're listening to the Hope Blooms podcast where Haley Hope and her friends tell stories of faith, hope, and healing. If you're looking for a podcast that will inspire, uplift, and encourage, then this is it. Let's do this journey together and share hope along the way. Hey, everybody. Welcome to episode three of the Hope Blooms podcast. Today, I get the honor and privilege of recording an episode with one of, you know, my favorite people. I'm probably going to say that every time because I'm only going to bring my favorite people on here. But um, my brother, who stole the youngest child out from under me eight years later... (laughs) Thomas. Um, but Thomas is, I'm going to let you, I'm going to let him tell you a little bit about himself, but he is just the best. So kind, so compassionate and, um, with such a warm and loving heart and gosh, an old soul that's so wise beyond his years. Um, so anyway, we, this is kind of a, spontaneous recording but um we're recording on my phone so it might not be great audio but we'll see. Um yeah, so Thomas, please tell hi. Hi. Hi everybody.
1: Hello everyone.
0: <laughs> um would you tell everybody who you are, what you do, mm-hmm. what you love, okay. and what hope means to you?
1: Okay. Um I'm Thomas Grant. Uh I'm Haley's brother.
0: You're so lucky.
1: Yes, I am. <laughs> seventeen years of bliss. Um, I am seventeen. I'm about to go into senior year of high school. And I
0: cannot believe it.
1: I can't believe it either. I'm a little scared, but we'll figure it out. Yeah. Um. You know, I I play sports. I'm I'm very active in lots of different um, extracurriculars. Uh, I do basketball and track. I I work two jobs, mostly during the summer, at a golf course. And And the golf
0: course is new. You like it?
1: Yes. I love it. What do you do there? I mean, I just do maintenance work on the golf course. I mean, I weed eat. I uh, mow the the course. uh, I fill sand divots and make sure everything... The grass is level. looks nice.
0: So you feel the heat all day.
1: Yes. <laughs> I love it. I love being outside. Yeah. Um, I also love hiking. Anything to do with nature, I really just like being active.
0: And you guys just went on vacation and you got to rent bikes yes. on the beach. How was that?
1: We did bike on the beach. I almost got lost because I, <laughs> I couldn't tell where I was. I had to just kind of eye work. Keep going? Um. Yeah, so I've been very, act, also very active in um, the church scene. Um, I've helped with youth group. Um, I mean, I've been discipled to people younger than me. And uh, I've been there probably since middle school. And this is about to be my last year at the youth group. I'm as a,
0: so sad.
1: Because it's <laughs> my youth group. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um,
0: this is your seventh year going seventh to youth. Year.
1: Yep. I mm.
0: can't believe that. How, um, has that. how has that impacted you? I'm going to have a sub-question right there.
1: I've changed just drastically from that. Um, that is probably the first place where I began to socialize and meet people that I thought were pretty cool. Uh, yeah. Especially in middle school. Right. Just experiencing that in middle school. Um, I was a little awkward kid back then. Aren't
0: we all? aren't we all just a little awkward
1: me more than most (laughs) that was a that was a great outlet for me and i've changed a lot i mean i i learned a lot of um speaking skills there i could hardly speak in front of one person then and um now even at youth group now i can just i don't feel uncomfortable at all to yeah uh, speak my mind um And I think that is really the biggest thing I got is I learned communication very well and um, social skills. I think that is the biggest thing I got out of it. And it's really just helped my soul a lot. I'm just, um, I'm a lot happier now than I was then. Yeah. Because I was able, I'm able to build relationships better.
0: What do you know? Okay, so back to my original question, welcome to the podcast. Um... (laughs) What does hope mean to you?
1: What does hope mean to me? Hope is, you know, hope is a word that comes to mind and that I try to put, insert in my head Mm. when um, things get tough and I'm trying to pursue something better for myself. I want things to get better. And that is always the word I try to put in my brain. I don't know. It seems to be a common thing that everybody thinks... I'm just going to be hopeful about this. Mm. It truly means that you just, you want things to be better, and you want to get better, and you have to do that yourself. Mm. Um, But
0: who helps you with that?
1: God does. And um, your hopeful spirit is, you know, just kind of activates, okay, God, I need you to help me with this, and I will do everything I can to accomplish helping myself.
0: Mm. So, you're a senior. Yep. Oh, God, it makes me want to cry thinking about it. Um, But you experienced COVID. Were you a freshman, eighth grade?
1: I was in eighth grade right before the shutdown.
0: So, So. I, I think that COVID really, really impacted your grades socially
1: oh absolutely
0: um because you were old enough for that it wasn't it wasn't much of like it impacted you academically because I think you had a lot of foundation that you needed yes but what because high school is a lot of social interactions experiences yeah um do you want to talk about that a little bit sure
1: uh you know I was in eighth grade and then March came the shutdown and everything just changed. I mean, the school year just practically ended besides some optional schoolwork and all. But, you know, that just especially through the summer, you couldn't go and hang out with your friends. And it just started to become just sort of normal for me. Yeah. Um, Just a lack of um, social support from people your age, really. Um, I didn't really hardly realize it because it came so normal to me. Um, But it really impacted, you know, everybody was impacted by this. And then going into freshman year, I mean, we weren't getting adjusted for the real high school experience. Because we were already nervous to go into high school as middle schoolers. But Right, as a
0: normal feeling, you know. Yes,
1: this time there's a twist. Mm. I mean, we don't get to experience high school the same as everyone else that came before us. Um, our first year was going to be difficult. It was going to be really difficult and it wasn't going to be normal at all. I mean, we only went freshman year. We only went two days a week, um, to school and then the which, rest, which went,
0: you didn't even get to see everyone <coughs> on those two days. Yeah. You only get to see half yeah. people.
1: Yeah. And, uh, I mean, we didn't eat in the cafeteria. There was no really ability or chance to go and talk to people you don't normally talk to. Um, The time that we did spend in school, we were always focused so we could, you know, get out of there. We weren't, I don't think our school time was that long, even when we were in school.
0: And you were also (coughs) health, nervous about your health and, you know, conscious about all those things, too.
1: I mean, we wore masks all the time, very cautious. We always spread out desks from each other because there was not even... There was never even more than 10 people in a class Mm -hmm. for all my classes. Mm -hmm. And um, so, I mean, even sometimes we double-masked as well.
0: Right, because we didn't know.
1: Yeah, exactly.
0: Yeah. So, how do you think that that's impacted you socially? um, Even now, like as a senior, that being three years ago, you know, you didn't really get to experience high school until... What do you think? The end of sophomore year? Yeah, or? I'd
1: say, uh, you know, even sports during during the winter yeah, and fall true. before that, where it was just brutal trying to be cautious and not get everybody sick because then, I mean, we would have to shut down. But you know, once track started sophomore year, that's when things kind of felt normal for the first time. Things again. were kind
0: of opening up a little bit. Yep. Yeah, and you you won. Uh, you you got to go to the state, <coughs> track me, and something super exciting happened there?
1: Yes, we won states. Um,
0: and you were the total underdogs.
1: Yes, we were. It was awesome. We have the heist ingrained in the inside <laughs> of our room. Yeah. I'll never forget that. That was truly a great way to cap off. Such a rough time. Right. Even the two years in total, just capping off my underclassmen years, it was... Great to see sort of a symbol of transitioning into something normal and something good
0: yeah it's a great way to put it so um, let's just so if let's just overall talk about what do you know about God now that you didn't know in sixth grade, like what has been the most impactful or um something that you cling to, like, with a death grip on, um, what do you know about God now? More, through that terrible time, right? Mm-hmm. Lonely, isolating time, and we're coming out on the other side. Um, what do you know about God now that you didn't know before?
1: Well, I would have to say the biggest thing is you can come as you are. Oh, yeah. um, I didn't believe I was you know, good enough in a good enough shape or ready enough to come approach God and um, sort of accept Him.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, I think it was more of just accepting myself. Yeah. Um, was the trouble I always had. And, you know, it's t- it took me a very long time to realize, you know, it doesn't matter how broken you are. It's, mm-hmm. it's inevitable to just go and just meet with Him. Mm-hmm. It's not a... It's not an interview. It's not a business meeting. Mm-hmm. It's, you know, brunch with God. That's, <laughs> that's that. That is the, yes. the best thing I can think of because it's not. It's not. You don't have to present yourself in such a way that isn't almost non-human like.
0: Right.
1: You present yourself in a way that you are in the state that you are. Because God will change you for the better, whether that's. Um, a complete change for you or um complete change of people around you yeah and uh I would say yeah come as you are is um the biggest thing that helped me spark my relationship with God
0: all right so tell us just like a little bit about like your story with God like your testimony a little bit like when did you feel like you actually had a relationship with Jesus?
1: Um, you know, that's a good question because um, a part of being there is, I mean, just being there. I started being in, where? In the youth group. Oh, okay. that's, um, that's where I definitely started. <clears throat> but you don't start your relationship with Jesus until you realize why. You're put there in the first place.
0: And what um, was that reason?
1: Um, I'd say the re the reason has, you know, ch- changed in different chapters of my life. But I'd like say Like your if,
0: purpose, you see? Yes. Yeah.
1: I'd say the first reason was um I needed friends. I needed more friends. I need a God was trying to build my social life and <laughs>
0: I I love that Um, (laughs) and you're praying for friends right? I was
1: praying for friends and you know that was that was sort of just laying the foundation for um, developing how I was um, as a person and how I communicated with other people and I built some pretty good um, friendships that have still last today during that time and this, you know, this was during sort of the eighth grade year, um, through that semester in youth group and our youth group had grown pretty large at that point. Um, so there were plenty of people that I could have surrounded myself around
0: <clears throat>
1: mm. and I founded, I found it a great group of, uh, people at the time and, you know, life truly felt like I really felt like I was, you know. Alive at that time. Mm. Um, <clears throat> that was right before COVID happened, unfortunately. Um, but, uh,
0: and some things have changed, you know. A lot of things then. have
1: changed, Yeah, you know, I don't really talk to those people much anymore. But, um,
0: they were in your life for a reason. They
1: were in my life in for in that
0: reason. in that season. Yes.
1: Yeah.
0: yeah so, um, part of this podcast is being real about. You know, struggles that people who believe in Jesus go through. And, um, you know, sometimes when you listen to people talk about their walk with God, they're like, oh, yeah, everything's great. And everything's happy and butterflies and rainbows.
1: it's so fabricated, (laughs) my goodness.
0: So what would you say is, and you can be general here.
1: Okay.
0: What is, like... A hard part of walking with God as a teenager. What would you say is hard about it? You could talk about generally, you could talk about, you know, personally, whatever you want to do. But like being a teenager, walking with God, what's, what are, what are you struggling with?
1: Well, I'd say definitely the average teenage problems definitely feels like you're always disrupting your relationship with Jesus. Mm-hmm. Um, I'd say the first word that comes to mind is the biggest problem is consistency.
0: Okay, yeah, um, yeah. Talk about that.
1: Even I've experienced and had trouble with this a lot, even to this day, is um having pr- feeling pressure that, you know, my relationship with Jesus just goes up and down all the time. It's yeah. never it's never really committed is what I feel. Um just because of situations that happen throughout high school like during breakups and things and you know being so busy with sports or extracurriculars um sometimes hard to really notice that God's there and um just maintaining a discipline to, to you know worship him in some form of way whether that's read the bible or sing songs that are for and about him and yeah. Um I'd say yeah. The hardest part is kind of remembering that he's there sometimes. Yeah. And you're not just somebody that is alone in this this school and this um just in this life in general during high school.
0: Yeah, like being a I wanna call it a baby believer <laughs> when you're fresh you're a fresh believer. It's like consistency on the end of like you want to do things the right way because you're like oh my gosh this amazing amazing thing that I can worship that's always with me that's always been with me it's like confusing and I can't understand it and I have a lot of questions and I want to do it right and then you kind of like feel a little bit of shame when you don't Mm -hmm. can you relate to that
1: yeah I definitely can because I mean, I've grown up with, and I still experience really bad anxiety, um, and a lot of other high schoolers do, I'm sure.
0: For sure. Definitely. For sure. Yeah.
1: I mean, just the pressure of, you know, being in school at this time, and maintaining good grades, and excelling in whatever you do.
0: Yeah. Um. And also, having a relationship with God. That
1: might be the biggest pressure, yes. I think. Yes, yes. Um, pressure
0: that you put on yourself or that you feel like society puts on yourself i'd say
1: it's a mixture of both but um i'd say the society pressure um that may be not even real i deceive myself to believing that there's more yeah society pressure than there is and that's why i feel like sometimes um you know, if I a great example of this is if I haven't gone to church in a while
0: yeah,
1: and um, my heart just sinks when somebody will say, why haven't you been at church lately? Like yeah. Where have you been, man? Like, and we missed you. I always take that as a sort of a negative thing towards yeah. myself. And it f- sort of feels, uh, I feel a guilt mm-hmm. um, that I haven't been good enough. I haven't been mm-hmm. good enough for everybody else. But in truth... I'm just in my subconscious I'm just not good enough for myself. It's not the world, it's me.
0: And and is it what God is that what God thinks about you? No. Right.
1: Absolutely no.
0: Right. Cuz you said what you know about God is what that he wants you to what?
1: He wants me to not have that much pressure really. And, and
0: come he, as you are, right? And
1: come as you are. Exactly. And he
0: accepts you right then. In that moment, yeah, you know, a lot of shame, a lot of things that the enemy throws at teenagers, at young adults, at everyone is that shame of, like, oh, you didn't go to church, oh, you miss youth group, why?
1: Yeah, what's wrong with you? They
0: don't want you there, do it again, you know, and then you kind of talk yourself out of, well, they don't need me there, and but what's the truth?
1: The truth is, that is the enemy. Yeah. And those Amen. And are, those are, putting those words in your brain, um, anxiety turns into anger and deceit. Right. You begin, if you're really losing to the enemy at that point in time, um, you're going to turn sort of into a resentment towards the youth group and right. towards the church. Right. Like And that's
0: not God's doing.
1: I'm not good enough. The church isn't good enough for me. Yeah. So I don't need... They don't deserve me. Right. I deserve to do what I want.
0: Yeah. And how does that work out?
1: It never works out. (laughs)
0: Because I think everyone goes through that phase.
1: Because eventually, if you know what what is good for you and it's just a phase, then you'll come back.
0: Right. Right. And and God's Word, it says like God's truth is is in your heart no matter what you know if you've memorized it or heard it or it's been spoken over you it's captivated in your heart and um that still small voice tends to come back around right always um okay well wow this is really awesome conversation um what what do you want to talk about what what have we not talked about that you want to talk about
1: Um, I'd say sort of the state of being of where I am right now.
0: Okay, I'd love to talk about
1: that. Uh, coming into senior year, uh, just to show how things have changed, um, through everything that I've said I've done, um, well, right now, um, just like I said earlier, having those different, you know, chapters of my life that, um, God has given me. A new role or a new niche in inside the youth group, and I mean just in high school in general um, i've felt myself um, sort of um, gravitated towards being a role model and a leader for people that are younger than me yeah. um, specifically, I just have uh, just a special need or just a will to prevent kids from going down, um, the same road or of the enemy convincing them to resent, you know, everything, um, good and the foundations of, um, sort of having a moral stability in high school, um, that can last your entire life. And, um, a lot of kids are deceived Mm-hmm. on you know what true happiness can look like and um and that doesn't always come to high school yet but a lot believe they can achieve sort of that state of mind in mm-hmm. high school and that just leaves leads them down a terrible path to do um, great sins to achieve that
0: how do you deal with the pressure that comes along with the feeling of needing to be or wanting to be a role model um, that's hard, right?
1: I'd say the thing that is toughest for that is some people are bringers. They uh they bring a lot of people to youth and uh they br- Or they wherever bring, they are. They can bring a lot of friends because, you know, um we have some popular kids, you know, that are coming into our youth group and I um something that I really feel like is working is that people that are bringers are coming to our youth group yeah and i think that that is the chance right then um to get to get those kids and stop them um from crawling into sort of this um deceit that um they may experience and end up leaving the youth group and doing their own thing because it has happened
0: yeah or just you it know even I've just seen. showing them that hey i've been through this man and it's super hard
1: exactly yeah. i just feel so natural talking uh to those kids about it because it's so real
0: yeah um because it's real to your story right like yes
1: it's not fabricated at mm-hmm. all i feel like i can just tell the truth to all these kids because they're about to experience um you know the challenge the test to see if they will be deceived or if they will stay
0: stand against a kind of I don't of. know
1: stay innocent yeah almost how long are you willing to keep your innocence and purity um that just pure mindset of you know being patient for what's good for you yeah um it is really a challenge and it, it definitely comes at the beginning of high school even mm-hmm. maybe in middle school I, I've I've almost been challenged, you know. There at all of high school, I still am. I know maybe my biggest challenge even might be senior year.
0: Yeah. You mean like just within temptations?
1: Exactly. Yes. Yeah,
0: and and on last episode, mom and I talked about that. You know, kids are ex- exposed to everything once they have a phone in their hand, mm-hmm. and a lot of temptation comes from that. Yeah. Um. So just like, you know, and an encouragement for you um, or those who are listening who feel like, you know, they're supposed to be a role model. They're supposed to be a, a leader, a walk by example. It's not your job to make sure that other people do the right thing. It's just your job mm-hmm. to, live, to live how you you know and you want and the things that you want um God has for you and there's a scripture that's like I do what I don't want to do and I don't do what I want to do um (laughs) and that's true right like we'll we'll do what we don't want to do sometimes and then we'll be like "Ah," but I really wanted to honor God in this way and I fell short and I just want to encourage you, like, that's normal, and that's a fine, and it's all good. And God still says, hey, my son, I love you. I want you to come to me, and I'm proud of you. You know? Yeah. All right. Anything else you want to say to our people?
1: I think I, I pretty much covered my whole life story there. <laughs> so. <laughs> Yeah. I, yeah, I think this was a great conversation. I'm just I'm glad I put it out there that you know, even more kids I would like to see, you know, my age, just step up and, you know, see that God has a plan for even more role models. Yeah,
0: absolutely. Uh, Amen.
1: Throughout the youth um
0: uh, wherever you live, right?
1: Yeah. yeah. Absolutely.
0: God um, can use you where you are. 17-year-old, 12-year-old, God yes. can use you. Yeah. That's so good. It is,
1: it is achievable. We, we can, as role models, um, end up producing people a lot more people that are like us,
0: that follow God, that, that want to be true to Him. Yeah. Even
1: through high school, it's, it is possible. That's awesome.
0: 100%. All right, I have one last question, and then I'm going to want you to pray for our listeners. Is okay. that fine? Yeah. All absolutely. right. My last question is Where have you seen hope around you today?
1: Um, Hope around me today. Um, um, I'd say the best thing, even today, like a couple hours ago, we just got a new puppy. Yay!
0: We'll post a picture (laughs) on our Instagram story. Yeah,
1: he's adorable. What are you
0: going to call him?
1: I think we're going to name him Percy. Oh,
0: like Percy Jackson? Yes. I love that. Absolutely. He's so cute. All right, Thomas, will you pray for our listeners, especially the teenagers who are listening to this and maybe struggling with following God or figuring out if that's what they want to be doing? Yeah. Awesome.
1: Um, God, I thank you for um, just everybody that decided to listen to this because I know if you did that um, God sort of has a purpose for you. And if you're a teenager watching this, this this is a crucial moment to, you know, um just to have a wake up call that um to just talk with God as mm. you know, as who you are. You don't need to have a standard for yourself to go and talk to God. Mm. That is just part of worship is yeah. it's every day. Amen. Does everybody dress up in tuxedos and
0: <laughs> only and if you dresses
1: want dresses every day? I don't think so. <laughs> it is a daily thing. Yeah. So um uh I also pray for just um finding your role in high school mm-hmm. what is your um because you will find a purpose yeah and um if you are if you're smart about it and um and you make sure you know you keep a relationship with god that doesn't have to have pressure now that doesn't have to have high standards for yourself mm-hmm. um but it certainly is achievable to, you know, have some sort of healthy relationship and well, we um, pray
0: for that. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Um, that healthy relationship will help you find your role. Yeah. And that role can be maybe the most fulfilling thing that you can experience in high school. Um, you know, true happiness, uh, might not come in high school, but, um, The worst thing that you can do is be impatient. Mm -hmm. Um, And this role will help you find it eventually. Mm -hmm. Because God will carry you from role to role um, throughout your life. And, you know, and that's just the winding road that He leads us all to. Um, But He leads us with light Mm -hmm. in the darkness. You don't want to go in blind. Mm -hmm. Um, And so I just pray for... um, just young people to, you know, stand up for themselves and, you know, not convince themselves that, um, they're not good enough for anybody or Mm -hmm. end up saying that nobody's good enough for them because, um, they truly have a purpose on this earth Mm -hmm. and, um, you know, just, you have to believe in it. You have to have Mm -hmm. hope.
0: Mm, Amen. In Jesus' name. Amen. (laughs) And, you know, if you feel like you don't have a purpose today, our purpose is always to love God and to love others. And at the end of the day, that is our purpose, right? Mm -hmm. So, all right, guys. Thanks for listening to another week, another episode of Hope Blooms Podcast. Breathe deep, breathe out, and find hope today. See you soon, friends. Thanks for listening to the Hope Blooms podcast. We hope you felt loved and left with a little bit of hope today. Don't forget to subscribe and review this podcast on the platform that you listen to. And please share and tag us so we can reach others um, as we share the hope of heaven. Have a great day, guys, and we'll talk soon.